0: Welcome back to the Pause Up podcast, episode 34. We are very excited to have on a – we'll go with a women's soccer episode here. We haven't done this. I don't think we've ever had a women's soccer episode. We've obviously mentioned it because of the great start they're off to. But we're bringing in one of the key players here, Anna Rocket. Anna, thank you for hopping on. We're very excited to have you on.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.
0: And uh, let's just get it right going. Uh, You know, obviously your dad played soccer. Your mom played field hockey just kind of at what point did you kind of feel like soccer was kind of your passion and that's what you wanted to get into during college and hopefully pro one day?
1: Um, I think I knew from a pretty young age, like both my parents played sports in college. Uh, My brother plays a sport in college as well. So we were just very, very athletic growing up and everything was a competition um, as far as like anything we were doing. And um, I wanted to be just like my dad, I love soccer. Um, so I stuck with that. It was the only sport that I was better than my brother at. So (laughs) it gave me a little bit of confidence. He was good at everything. I was like, okay, this is my thing. Like, I'm going to stick with it. And yeah, I I love it. I love, I love it so much.
0: You're originally from Cary, North Carolina. Just what was it like for you getting used to a a different environment? Obviously you went to LSU. That's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, just, and then going to Miami after coming over here and and joining FIU.
1: I clearly love the warm weather. Um, But yeah, like I knew I wanted to go away somewhere for college because I love my family. um, But I just wanted to go have my own experience um, somewhere different. And I think what I got in Louisiana, what I'm getting in Miami is just two completely different uh, cultures than what I'm used to, like growing up in North Carolina and Cary. So I've enjoyed both, both of my experiences so much.
2: And obviously, you spent time um, at LSU for your first four years. Now at FIU, talk a little about the difference between Louisiana and now at FIU for your college experience, and obviously, you know the the scenery as well. SEC and obviously now in a new conference.
1: Um, yeah, I think as far as scenery, like the palm, like the campus here is like a resort. The yeah. palm trees, the beaches. Um, I feel like there's more to do just around the campus in Miami, um, in LSU lsu it was just lsu everything revolved around louisiana state university like that was it um i feel like at fiu there's just so many more things to do um so many different avenues so many different like things to do on the weekend so i think both of them were great but i'm enjoying i'm enjoying my experience here
3: so you know take us through the process of the on um, the transfer portal, Anna. Um when you ultimately decided to leave LSU, you know, after looking through all the options, uh, what made FIU just the, uh, the premier destination to go to?
1: Um, when I was looking to transfer, there were some key things that I was like, okay, like these are the four – or just – I don't even know how many it was, but like style of play, I wanted um, possession style of play. I wanted um, a program that the players were invested, the coaches were invested – I wanted a program that was building, like not fully established, like hasn't reached the full potential, but was still in the process of reaching the peak. And then um, education, I wanted the shortest possible, like a one year uh, master's of business, which is exactly what I have here at um, FIU. And then you can't really beat place like Miami to be in college. But yeah, I, I think in my process, I just, really prayed a lot about it and was just like, um, God, like, show me, show me where you want me to be. And this is the place that really stood out to me. And yeah, no regrets. I love it here.
2: And you kind of bring that, you know, the, the veteran-esque, you know, from LSU to FIU and obviously an experienced player at, at with the Tigers now at FIU, uh, really a team, with, it's collectively a mixed group, but really can say a lot of younger, a lot of the younger players on the squad talk a little bit about your leadership and how much you've brought so far um your first year with FIU
1: yeah I think being an older player I mean being around so many young talented players throughout my year here it's just so great to see like their love for the game and how talented they are and then just the whole team's progress from January when I got here to now it was just everyone every single day giving everything they had whether it's in film, and practice, in games, after practices and games, like people will be texting each other like, hey, like let's go over film in my room. Um, so it's just everyone continuously wanting to learn. Because once you get to college, like the learning doesn't stop. And even me as a grad student and my fifth year playing, I'm still learning so much about the game and I'm learning from younger players. Younger players are learning from me. So it's just how much can I give to the program, but also how much can I learn from this program as well? Um, It's just yeah it's been a great experience
0: obviously you mentioned kind of the style of play difference just talk to us a little bit about that you're going from lsu to fiu that kind of seems a quicker style of play for fiu guys kind of a lot more aggressive trying to you know keep possession as much as you can there
1: yeah i think the sec is just a very um athletic directional uh conference and then coming to fiu like the high press that we do at fiu that was that was new for me, so the, in the spring I was like, oh, like we are really stepping high, like we're being very, very aggressive in the press so that we can win the ball and then keep it and do what we wanna do, which is spread teams apart, like slip balls in, build through our lines. Um, so it's like, it's just an exciting brand of football. When you don't have it, it's like, how fast can you win it back? And then when you get it, like, all right, let's enjoy it. Like, this is why we play, it's for the ball, like let's keep it um, and that's, let's play pretty soccer.
2: And with that, um, you know, your coaching staff, Coach Garber and all, they really play an intense style of football. Talk a little about this system here at FIU and how much maybe you've contributed and maybe has had, had success with it, obviously, with this, you know, great start to the season.
1: Yeah, this season, like, every single game, we just have the mindset we want to go 1-0. It's not, let's look ahead. No, like, every single game is its own universe. It's not, uh, we just want to focus everything we have on what's up next. So it's going over film from the last game and then moving into the next game. I think the team has just grown so much into our season. Like we've had so many goal scorers across the entire team from forwards, midfielders, defenders, everyone's getting involved, everyone's sharing the ball. So I just think how we've grown into the season and how we've learned from game to game is incredible because we've shown that we can win by playing pretty soccer, but when we need to be direct and be directional, we can also win that way as well. So I just think being multidimensional and proving that we can be good at all brands, even though we have a set brand, but we can also win other ways if needed to be. Um, I guess what's I think- the,
0: what's kind of like that one game that you kind of feel like this season? You guys played, you know, your brand of FIU soccer. You guys got the win. It looked pretty. It was just exactly what you guys wanted to do.
1: I think the Miami game. Obviously, that was just a fun game to to win anyway, like the the rival's but, um, yeah, it was just a hard-fought game, like high-pressing, playing how we wanted to play. And Miami's a great team, so having them come to our home field and us get the win was, was awesome.
2: That was a great moment with the, Nicole had to the, put the U yes. down.
1: Yeah, awesome. Nicole is Nicole amazing. She she really took that moment. So.
3: Yeah. So, uh, you know, as I'm sure you heard it, it's been a pretty long time since this program has had a season that begun with this much success. I believe the best program in team history, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, at, at what point in this season, whether it was uh, the first game or, or, or that three-game winning streak or even later on, uh, did you realize that, man, this Panther squad is for real and they're one of the best teams in the conference?
1: I mean, I knew the second I stepped on this campus that this team was different, but um... – I just think that obviously it's it's great to hear all of those stats and you read in the articles, oh like FIU this FIU that, but you know we we do have a narrow focus and yeah it's it's nice to hear, but we'll work, we'll look at all of the pretty stuff at the end of our season, but right now we're just staying focused on each game. But yeah, we're we're excited, we're moving forward, so there's big things to come for this program for sure.
2: And I would say, you know, and I want to know um, exactly, you know, with this team, obviously the crowds here at the stadium have been really, really good to see. And uh, really a lot of the games have been eventful to watch. Obviously part of that, we I mean, did. I think it was a five game homestand and it was, every game yeah. was really, really impactful to watch. Talk a little about, you know, the crowd and the atmosphere and all the fans that have kind of showed out to, to this program and really have embodied what you guys are trying to, you know, encompass here this season.
1: Yeah. The fans are incredible. So shout out all the fans because, it really does make a difference when whether we're home or away. Like our fans are incredible. The crowd that we have is incredible. Yeah. I just think Miami as a soccer um, area is growing so much. Um, so you can really just like feel the passion for the game um, from the students, from the community. Yeah, the fans are incredible.
0: I think it's news break time, Jake.
3: Yeah, much much like the soccer team itself, we're flying by here, right? So let's uh, let's let's take a second and get into a, a, a news break, if you will. Um, of course, a look at all things FIU athletics and just FIU in general. So let's start off with beach volleyball. Um, head coach Terry delcanti has announced the signing of assistant coach Kelly Ramon. Uh This happened last week. She joins the Panthers following a six-year career as a professional beach volleyball player overseas. And before that, a career in the WNBA as a player and coach, in which she was a two-time champion with the Phoenix Mercury and Detroit Shock. Uh, According to Del Conte, Kelly is a great representation of what we embody here at um, FIU Beach. Uh, She knows how the game is played at an elite level and is a strong female role model. So, of course, best of luck to Kelly Ramon with the brand-new position at FIU as an assistant coach. So, moving on to FIU Women's Cross Country and Track, where they recently had one of the more impressive performances – In program history by junior Valerie Lastra, in her first ever meet with the Panthers, she placed fifth at the Florida State Invitational with a time of 17 minutes and 30 seconds, which is the fastest time in FIU, or the second fastest time in FIU history. Her performance earned her the award of Conference USA Athlete of the Week and helped secure a third place finish out of the 35 different colleges who entered the Florida State Invitational up in Tallahassee. So now the team will prepare for the Alabama Crimson Tide Classic on Friday, October the 13th, and then it's off to to Conference USA um, tournaments. Now finally, one of the most popular events that FIU is a part of is coming up soon, the North Miami Brewfest on Saturday, November 18th from 2 to 6 p.m. This is the 11th annual festival of the one-day beer and food um, show, which directly benefits FIU's Chaplain School of Hospitality and Tourism Management. The event will take place at Nomi Village on 123rd Street and Northwest 7th Avenue, which is only mere minutes away from the FIU Biscayne Bay campus. There's going to be more than 30 breweries and over 50 unique beers in attendance with the majority of them owned or operated by FIU alumni, of course, including Beat Brewery and the Sun Blazer Golden Ale. Tickets can now be bought online at go.fiu.com uh, forward slash FIUNomi Brewfest. And that was your news break.
0: And obviously, you guys are off to a 7-3 th- th- to start, to and on the conference, just Kind of talk to us about the girls that we may not be, you know, we weren't very aware of that are making a huge impact. Obviously, we know what you're doing. We know what Reagan Bridges is doing, Nicole Solis. Just talk to us about maybe the girls that we aren't very aware of that are kind of underrated in your eyes.
1: I mean, I think every single player on this team plays such a big role. Um, but I think, as far as player, I think Camille are. She's, I think she'll be she's our number nine winger. she's a great player really um, drives our press and our attack she gets a lot of crosses in the box. Um, we have noemi real, Noemi and Kim in the midfield and we have a, we have a bunch of midfielders that play play really heavy minutes quality minutes just depending on the type of game we're playing or the style of midfielder that we need but I would say all of our midfielders that rotate in are quality midfielders um, yeah, I think. We have cat rap, just she can run for days and she's incredible to watch. <laughs> like I'll be on the field and she's just like running around and like, how is she not tired? Like it's like the <laughs> 90th minute. She's still making all these runs, but she she's incredible. I think every like I said, every single player, whether they step on the field for heavy minutes or not, it's what are you doing in practice? How are you driving the team with your energy? Um, so I just think every single player deserves a shout out.
2: And I want to know a little more about the offense. I mean, I've been doing, you know, nuggets and I'm seeing that this is the most goal scored since like the nineties for the program. I mean, I think what well, we scored 13 goals in the first two games of the year, but talk about the offense. I mean, really, you know, Noemi, Nicole and Kim who really have kind of shined with the with goal scoring and really have taken this offense to really, you know, top 30 and top 20 in the nation.
1: Yeah. I just think like we've really flipped a switch we're we're hungry for those goals we we're in the results phase of our program there's like the the building phase where we're in the phase right now in our development as a program where like all right like we've prepared for this like let's put our hard work that we've been doing in silence let's let's step into that to that light and let's show the country the conference like who we are and like what we're going to be doing now and then what to expect from us moving forward i think the fact that we have so many different goal scorers just shows how hungry every single player is to make FIU the best that it can possibly be.
3: And, you know, okay, so upcoming for this for the team, uh, tomorrow is a uh, matchup at home against the Liberty Flames. I believe it, it, what is it, a greenout? I think that's the event name. I guess where, yeah, yeah, and whatnot. So um, what have you what, what have you, and the team seen from the flame squad in preparation for the meeting? Like what, what are some players, what, what are some tactics that you've noticed that I got to watch out for?
1: I mean, they're, they're a good team. They just, um, they had like one of the longest win streaks in NCAA up until recently. So, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a great game. Um, obviously green out for mental health awareness is going to be good as well for both sides showing support for that. Um, But I just think it's going to be it's going to be a fight. I think both teams are going to need to put their best foot forward, like have their best performances on display um, because they're a quality side, but we're a quality side as well. So I just think if we all play to the maximum of our ability and they all play to the maximum of their ability, it's going to it's going to be a great game. Um, So I'm excited for it.
0: I know we saw men's soccer wear a different jersey for I believe it was Cancer Awareness Month. Are you guys wearing something similar?
1: I think we're just going to be doing, like, green shoelaces, green ribbon in our hair, just, like, cute girly stuff. But I don't think we get green jerseys.
0: All right. And well, I do want to yeah. ask you about, about men's soccer. Obviously, we, we see you guys a lot at the game, just showing that support for not only the other soccer teams, but, you know, all other, all the other programs here. Then, obviously, them showing support to you. How much does that mean to you guys and just kind of showing that support to the, to the school?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we try and make out to as many games as we can because – I mean, we're all athletes. We're all in this together. We we represent the same school. So as far as I love it when other athletes come to our games, and we love to go to other athletes' games because it really does mean a lot. Because um, we all know how hard we each work to to be the best that we can be at our sport.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think especially this weekend for both of you guys. I mean, mm-hmm. Liberty squad is a great team. Men's soccer plays SMU, so this is the huge soccer weekend here at FIU. Um, yeah, but so- I want to know, um, you know, Anna, just talk about. Let's talk about the ceiling for this club. It feels like there's so much that you know this this team can do. Um, I think there's what five or six games left in the season before the conference tournament. Um, just talk about the confidence for this team and and seeing you know you know you guys can go really far and make some some noise in a place that really you know this program hasn't really done you know in the past six seven years. Um, you know with with this with this group.
1: Yeah, and I think like I said, just going one game at a time. Obviously, we have our long-term team goals but I think taking each game one at a time, focusing on it and then learning from it, moving on to the next, I think that's just continuing our quality and confidence as we just go into these last five games, because as we hit this last stretch, we're obviously like we've talked about, we have a lot of goal scores. We have a lot of confidence mentally. We're we're hungry for it. So I just think continuing to build into these last games, which Liberty's ranked highly in our conference host, so New Mexico state. So have really high quality games coming up. Um so just continuing to to go into those games flying and get ready for postseason.
3: Alrighty then let's get into some of the questions that I know people really want to know starting with who is the funniest player on the team?
1: Oh wow. I think oh it really I think that like Braylon is hilarious. I think Camille is hilarious.
2: <laughs> would you would you would you nominate yourself or no?
1: I, listen, I, of course, nominate myself, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just have, like, dumb humor, so it's just, <laughs> I laugh at my own jokes.
2: <laughs> Your next one, who's getting the ox chord on the team?
1: Ooh, I think Reagan will give Reagan the ox.
2: What's her playlist looking like?
1: Mm, honestly, actually, I'm going to make a change here. I'm going to give Kiki the ox because she does our ox for practices, and hers are really good. 'Cause our coach tries to do the aux in practice. So I'm like, no. <laughs> what's he
2: playing? What's he what's Coach Garver playing?
1: He likes the like the Brazilian, like heavy beat music. And I'm like, okay. I don't like it anymore, but no, he he's got a good playlist. But I think Kiki Dominique is the best playlist, a lot of Spanish. Um, it's just a good mix, I think. No country though. But How's I love the country. Yeah. But that's just my North Carolina roots coming through with the country music.
0: How's your Spanish here now that you're in Miami?
1: So bad. And the thing is, guys, when I got here in January, I was like, I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to listen to podcasts. No, I have no idea any Spanish.
0: <laughs> and any task, to ask you, your, your last name, Rocket, gives you a lot of nickname opportunities, I think we could say. What what kind of nicknames do your teammates give you throughout the years?
1: Um, I think Rocket is just everyone knows me by that. But Rocky, Rock, that's what we're working with.
0: And then Brock is
1: just quicker to say on the field.
0: Right, <laughs> yeah. I do want to ask you, we we ask this to every athlete we bring on, so who do you think is the next women's soccer player we should bring on to this podcast?
1: Oh, let me think. I know they all want to do it,
0: so let me... Oh, okay. But
1: wow, holy crap. Um, I think Kiki Reagan would be good. Um, Oh, I should nominate someone who's shy. Oh.
3: Johnny, take notes.
1: Yeah. Do Camille, Fada, um, Delinda, Nicole. Okay. <laughs> Honestly anyone. We have we have good people. So
3: yeah. Perfect. So I you know, we just gotta know what's the go-to hangout spot and go-to place to eat on campus at MMC.
1: Um tropical smoothie. <laughs> It's, it's close, At least it's close for the soccer girls, we, yeah. we always go there. It's right there, too. It's yeah. right there. It's so easy. We'll just, like, from practice, trot, back to treatment, film. So it's easy.
3: All right. Well, what about the coolest place you've been to in Miami outside of campus?
1: Um, I'm a big fan of Key Biscayne and Hobby Beach because Ooh. it's more just, like, calm. Obviously, South Beach is fun. But yeah. it's just so calm. You just go park your car and just chill. Um, so that's my favorite place, Hobby Beach come on Cuba's game.
2: Johnny, you got anything else? I mean, no, I'm just, uh, obviously awesome episode and, uh, I think it's the perfect time just, you know, for how this program is doing and, uh, the best is yet to come. It feels like, you yeah. know, this is just a start. We got so many games left and really, you know, conference tournament and hopefully NCAA tournament, uh, coming soon.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Yep, yeah, it's uh exciting times for FA women's soccer for sure. For sure. I'm just happy to be a part of it.
3: Yeah. So, Anna, um a- as we always do, I am going to give you the mic to yourself. Anything oh you want to tell to the fans, the alumni, you know, other players as the season progresses, speak now.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, pause up, baby. We got a home game Saturday, so be there. Pause up. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
3: And
0: that is where we're going to end it, Anna. Thank you so much for joining us from Johnny, from Jake, myself. We'll see you guys all next week. And as always, pause up.
3: Oh, all right. right we are
0: back. Pause up podcast. Um, that was a great interview with Anna Rocket. Very fun to have on. But, uh, you know, we got to talk a little more. We got to talk about not only football, we'll get into some soccer as well. What's coming up for not only men's, but women's soccer as well. Jake, uh, I know you did the post game show. But just kind of to touch up on you know kind of the final points on um on this game against New Mexico State. And I, I didn't listen to your full post-game show, but I think definitely the second half of the game is what really we need to touch up on here. Just really, just overall, not the greatest play by any but by, by no side of the ball. You kind of see a lot of these guys getting very um fatigued on the defensive end. Obviously, yeah, the offense a lot of three and out. You had opportunities to score. Key one goes back to back drives, throwing an interception, just Really poor play towards the end, and especially there, kind of ends on a sour note with Kiwan going down with. I, I don't know if you agree with me. It looked either like a shoulder injury mm-hmm. or a concussion. It was one of the two, and obviously, I, I we got to get the video of Coach Max soon because we're talking. I'm going to ask him this tomorrow. The him getting mm. absolutely <laughs> pissed on the sideline.
3: Never seen him that mad have before. You seen, that was have you seen the video. Crazy.
0: Have you seen the DraftKings video?
3: Yes, I did, and it was funny because um, I, I don't think we've ever seen. It, it's I'm been a lot. We've seen something FIU related like take off like that on social media. I, I need to find it. Students, right, you know, it was funny, uh, Kevin. I thought having a soccer based episode was the perfect getaway from what we saw from football uh, yesterday. You know, um, obviously we 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 needed to talk about soccer, and I did want to clarify. I had mentioned. Um, uh, to Anna Rocket and to and to you guys that the uh, Liberty game was tomorrow. It is actually on Saturday. It is um, on Saturday at I believe six thirty p.m. I've, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, okay, six o'clock. Cool, it I is like at six study. o'clock. That's a unique camera's perspective. I like this a lot Evan. more, actually. Yeah. Um. So six o'clock at the FIU Soccer Stadium. It's green out, as Anna mentioned. Uh, support for mental health awareness. They'll be wearing green accessories here and there. But yeah. Panthers at, uh, versus the Flames on Saturday, October 7th at 6 p.m.
0: Yeah. So anything else you want to well, – let me play this video first. This is amazing. Yes,
3: go for look, it. Look at that.
0: Me he going was, to bed was thinking it. tomorrow
3: is Friday, but it's only Thursday. No joke. That just happened to me. That happened to me.
0: Look at that. Like I've never seen Coach crazy. Mack. Like
3: and obviously, I don't know
0: exactly what the situation was, but what we were – what we think and i'm gonna put a big screen There's
3: i feel like he point was point. genuinely upset because you know th- they called targeting on that hit to jenkins right however they reviewed it and they determined that it was not targeting because the uh defender did not hit jenkins with his helmet it wasn't a helmet to helmet hit he he hit with more with his shoulder i mean st- it was still a, a rough play because jenkins was sliding and, and especially 50 uh, yeah.
0: seconds left you don't do that and yeah okay. it was very so he busy. was
3: pissed that they didn't Give him, give him the fifteen yards, and um, that they just sort of brushed off that hit, basically.
0: But I, 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 we we do need to touch up on this second half of the game. Uh, Keywan sacked four times throughout the entirety of the game. Hayden Carlson comes in basically in garbage time. He also has himself um, uh, one sack. He sacked once. Yeah. Aside from that, just really a, a tough second half, Jake. Uh, I, and I do want to ask, just were you a fan of the play calling? Just, just what do you think?
3: Funny enough, there were a few drives in the in the second half where I thought, you know, the play calling wasn't that bad. There was that one play it was the it was that short drive where it was three straight relatively deep double digit passes by Jenkins, and I thought, wow, FIU's kind of killing it right now. Maybe they can get something going. And of course, it ended with that uh, crazy tipped uh, interception by New Mexico State in the uh, in the end zone, which was just a very unfortunate way. But but for the most part, yeah. The, um, the play calling was not great, but I think a lot of that has to do with Jenkins having no time to process what was going on down the field because the offensive line was not doing him any favors. Pocket was collapsing quickly. It was either uh, throw the ball away, throw it uh, with a chance for it to be um, turned over. Or uh, run, run for like um, as as much as Jenkins could, which usually was not a whole lot there in the second half. Man, I, I just love that we have this clip just going on in the background. It's sort of in, insinuating all the negatives we're talking about. FIU, right? I was just like, like
0: inside. That's what I felt throughout this game, especially yeah. towards the end when just it, it felt like they had something going with Kiwon, and it's just like.
3: And, you know, I was proud with how FYU, FIU looked in that first half. It looked like a very even game of football. We thought it was going to come down to the wire, you know, like that, the Dolphins-Chargers game, for example. We thought it was going to be a game like that, high scoring, both offenses were just going to start to click, and um, it really didn't turn out that way, right? FIU's offense once again regressed in the second half. They did not adjust as uh, as you would have liked to have seen them do. We saw it against Liberty. We saw it against UConn, against Maine, and then uh, – Against LaTeX as well. And then once again, it reared its ugly head here against the Aggies.
0: Yeah, just a tough game overall. We won't look too much into UTEP, but that's a huge game. Not mm-hmm. only just because it's UTEP and they're a one in five team, but this is the thing ESPN 2 game. You're pulling out Lamborghinis. You're going to pour the jerseys. Look, if you lose this game, holy. And you could censor me all you want. Gonna get, they are going to get destroyed on social media if they lose that game to a one in five team that honestly they should probably just shouldn't have a win.
3: No, absolutely. UTEP has um without a doubt, I think to say what you will about FIU, but I think UTEP on both offense and defense has been absolutely abysmal. Um not just in conference play, but also against out of conference opponents as well, man. Uh UTEP has is um had a very rough season. It's been a few seasons now where the miners are still trying to figure it out. And um it, and just everything going back to here.
0: Just going back to my professionalness or professional. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Th-
3: thanks, Kevin. But um, yeah, I was
0: gonna say they were expected to be a better than better team. They have a pretty good quarterback for the most part. They they have a pretty good team. That's the thing. And and we'll talk to Coach Mack. That we're filming this. We're we're live on Thursday. We're we'll talk to him tomorrow, and we'll get all the answers we need because it's not only that we don't even know who's starting at quarterback. We don't know if Key wants no. con- in concussion protocol. Because I don't know if you noticed this, Jake, when he was getting off the field, they were kind of like holding his back. I don't know if you noticed. Just the girl next to him was kind of tugging on the jersey to make yeah. sure he kind of didn't, you know, get dizzy or anything. And he just walked on. The good thing is he walked off on his own power. He wasn't holding his shoulder. So mm. my thing is he either took a big blow or he took, you know, enough of a hit to go into concussion protocol there. But I, I do want to touch up on C.J. Christian. Man, this guy keeps like. Balling out. There's another way. Yeah. Another interception for him. You also got to look at Donovan Manuel. Didn't put up too many number. Too, you know, the huge total tackle numbers. Still, he was he was there and he was the first one making most tackles. The Veric Daniel made a nasty tackle right at the start of the game. The safety dropped in. I don't know if you noticed that. um Pavia. It was Pavia. He tried to make that scramble and he lost a couple of yards there. I think three or four yards. The Veric Daniel was there. He 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 dropped in and man, that was. That was nice. Um, the defense obviously looked really good in my opinion until the end of the game where you're fatigued. What else can yes. you at this point? And um, I think those last thing we'll touch up on FIU uh football. They they're 0-3 in conference play. That is not what you want. Obviously, the goal is to get six wins, yeah, but perform against your conference, especially a team like New Mexico State, which correct me if I'm wrong here, Jake. They have beat for the past two seasons and they have manhandled them.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it was just it was just a rough game, plain and simple, and, and what makes it more rough is that we, we had talked about the importance of FIU playing their best football, specifically in the month of October, because that game, along with pretty much every other game that FIU will play this month, starting with UTEP, then Sam Houston, then Jacksonville State, they're winnable, right? They're the most winnable games FIU is going to play for the rest of the season because it doesn't get any easier in November, right? And they absolutely had a shot to win that game, right? And, and but at, at the same time, you could say that FIU, of course, got lucky with that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty at the end of the first half, which yeah. got them their second touchdown of the day. But you can also say New Mexico State got a little a little lucky with that one fumble, uh, stripped uh, fumble by FIU's defense that didn't count because the whistle because the ref blew the whistle a bit too early so it, it's one of those woulda coulda have shoulda have games but at the end of the day FIU I think really only has themselves to blame for that loss and um, they, they they need to figure things out quickly and again we don't know if it's going to be um, key one maybe it could be Hayden Carlson because we because that's who I think they
0: just put him in there to get a quarterback in there I I see what think he can
3: do in case remember they put in Grayson case. in
0: there for the Liberty game I, I think they just yeah. Carlson to get him a rep or two now
3: but they're going to need to think of a, who they want as QB2 in case it's confirmed that Jenkins can't go for this Utech tech game. And of course we want him to go because we want to see him improve. He is a true freshman that has shown some highlights here and there of what he's really capable of as a dual threat uh, quarterback, but man, they, 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 need to figure out their QB two situation instantly. Do they want to go back to Grayson who of course had that infamously not great, bad game against Louisiana tech, or they want to see what what the rest of their quarterback depth room looks like.
0: I would like to see Hayden though, because he, he had a really good game against middle last season Right, the final game of the year, most passing touchdowns. Like, he tied that record or something, but he had four interceptions. So, it's, you know. Anyways, uh, I, I do want to touch up on this weekend. Uh, men's and women's soccer playing huge, huge games. Mm. Uh, I know you're not as locked in on it, but um, SMU uh, going up against the men's soccer team, the number two team in the nation, coming over to FIU's backyard, facing, I believe, right now the number 25-ranked Panthers. So, that's a huge game. Eduardo Moustray has been really good for the Panthers. He, I believe, won a couple – uh, won the award for player of the week they've been really good kyle russell on the squad they have been balling out uh, i know they had a really tough stretch a couple weeks ago or last week and um aside from that really women's soccer are playing a really good brand of soccer i mean we just talked to anna rocket obviously she yeah was, like, very high and I, and I really do agree with her that they've been really freaking good and uh we'll get more of the girls on the podcast I, I, now we know they're big fans i, I was not aware of that <laughs> That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, aside from that, just got to hope that they could keep it going.
3: Yeah, th- funny enough, that that's a, such a great benefit of um, having these football games on the Wednesday. The weekends are just suited for pretty much every other sport. Going on campus, of course, men's and women's soccer. We saw that the men's team is ranked once again 25th of the country, knocking off the Blazers as well. So if they can really get hot here during conference play, not only are, not only are they going to find themselves with a much higher ranking in the top 25, but they can also find themselves with home field advantage during the upcoming AAC tournament and maybe even something brewing in the NCAA's. But um, and of course, as far as women's soccer goes, this is kind of uncharted territory for how successful they're doing um, this season. It's something we haven't seen in, in years. So I, I just want – so, of course, they're still in Conference USA. If they can keep the, the momentum going, they'll, of course, secure themselves a spot in the CUSA tournament. And then who knows? Maybe they will find find some magic and get into the um, NCAA tournament as well. So you could have both soccer teams competing, not just in their respective conference tourneys, but also in the NCAA. And that's something to, to, to be excited for. And we always joke, is this a soccer school? Well, man, it's starting to look like it, Kevin. I don't know what to it tell is. you. It
0: is. It 100% is right now. Two teams that – one that sh- is going to be ranked soon, hopefully. I hope they get ranked at some point. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that is ranked consistently. I mean, football was getting there, but <laughs> it looks like soccer kind of took over there. And um, obviously, for all their content when it comes to men's and women's soccer, go to pot to the pause up page where you'll see all of Jake's recaps, men's soccer articles, and uh, we're trying to put up as much content out there to produce. Yeah, the we've content been, we've, been on the, uh, we've been
3: slacking, but we, We've been slacking, but give us a break, man. The of course, Kevin with Marlins covered, coverage, unfortunately, finally coming to an end. But man, you were killing it with the uh, fish on first team, just yeah. pumping out articles and interviews with players and people all around. I, I still love. Love that Billy Gill article. Just bringing it back to um the uh, OG days of the podcast, and then not to mention myself, of course. Dolphins and Pan Florida. We'll see Panthers Billy. Sunday. We'll
0: see Billy on Wednesday. We will. Yes, we will see. He Billy will be on, on our Wednesday. prediction video. Mark my words.
3: Mark. All right, you heard it there first. Um, Kevin Brown, Billy yeah, Gill. He's, um, he's our
0: guy. He he loves what we do. He he's yeah. always a supporter. He was. But trust they, us. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. They were on the Lebatar show, and they were they were all doing like a binge watch of the marlins game but they all started watching the fiu game and they were binge watching that instead after so that was super cool to see billy was there he was like that was yeah you know
3: and you know what it's vice night like you said vice night will bring in viewers it should bring in butts into the stadiums of course fiu we talked with scott car and kenneth jessel this has been a big game that wanted people to circle on their calendars for a very very long time espn2 coverage as well nationally televised game and um yeah, but going back to our content on the pause-up uh, page – I'm sorry, Kevin.
0: The whole month of October is nationally televised for FIU.
3: Yes, but I feel like this game especially can get oh, the Oh, this one's eyes. the big one. This yeah. is
0: the big one, yeah.
3: And you're going up against a team that is um, one, in one five. of the worst uh, offensive and defensive teams ranked-wise in CUSA. I mean, FIU, for all the glamour and the uh, pastel pink and blue – I feel like regardless of who you put at quarterback for FIU, they should find a way to beat UTEP. They should. And uh, I think uh, if it's not lights out, it's just not worth it. Lights out! Lights out! Say happy happy Mike is very different from angry Mike. I got to say, Kevin.
0: Man, why why didn't we put this in a rocket?
3: That, that would have been funny, but, you know, I feel like it, it makes more sense in the context of football, right? But, yeah. Um, the pause up page is only going to get bigger with our coverage. Obviously, a recap of FIU's um, loss to um, Mexico State will be out soon. And then, of course, uh, some soccer recaps here and there. Um, and yeah, man, uh, we got some great stuff planned. And of course, uh, next week, we're, we're going to try to uh, keep the soccer train going for the um, podcast. Maybe shifting gears to men's soccer. That should be an exciting. Um, if you're a soccer fan, this is, should be an exciting back to back couple of episodes um for you on the podcast so um kevin what do you say uh vice night are we going to be dressing up in in the suits like in the white suits like in the show miami vice with the handlebar mustaches and the aviators what do you say kevin? we'll
0: see what scott car wears and then we'll, we'll uh, then okay. we'll adjust
3: there but, should be some fire trailers for that week i would think yes
0: and a hey, fire entrance i mean we're hearing the lambos are going to be on the field during the game yeah. be cool if he won't just hops in one and t one uh, hops in a Lambo anyone, after scoring and one hops into one that will still be very cool. But yeah, I think we're kind of which, covered which every Which
3: car is your uh, favorite from that list? You have the two Lamborghinis and then that McLaren.
0: I don't know, I haven't seen the cars actually. I I know the one they used in the video. I saw that one in. Well, you,
3: you saw one of them in the in first night, right? It was the On blue first night, Lamborghini. yeah, that
0: one, that one was really cool. Uh I haven't seen the other two, but we'll see how they 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 would dude, you you know what would be very cool. And right. obviously they can't do this because the field, you don't want to mess it up. But you you bring you bring out the Lamborghini first and the players run out behind it.
3: That would be so sick. But unless you have like some sort of crazy off-road tires on on a hyper car, no, that's I don't think that's happening. Exactly. That's what it. I'm
0: saying. You you would need to like put something on the field where they could just like the car could kind of just run out. I don't know. You, yeah, they'll they'll I don't find know. In the way. They'll
3: find a way. I mean.
0: Now, I heard that for the – for the Panther Walk, the Lambo is going to be there.
3: Yes. I'm, now, that's going to be sick. All the players and cheerleaders and Rory. Wait, is, is Rory going to be driving the Lambo? is would be wild. That would be, and be wild. Head, and his head even fit inside a Lamborghini? That would be cool. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it should be a fun time. I mean, if you're a fan of cool cars, and, of course, if you're a fan of the Vice aesthetic, you know, we'll give you a little sneak peek right now. There's the Vice logo. You didn't and use it for Anna. Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, there you go. So there's the we'll vice brand. Like we'll be rocking next week, and uh so,
0: yeah, uh, I think we're good to go, right? Yes, sir. Obviously, we'll we'll do our preview show uh, that always drops before the game, and uh, we'll bring we'll have it with Jonathan Mayer, Jake Gibson, and uh, myself. We don't know who we're trying to bring on a soccer guest, a men's soccer guest next. Yes, I, I do like this soccer trend we're going on for the next yeah. couple of weeks. I and definitely then when, and then when
3: that and of course when basketball goes down, we have to get a basketball trend going, and we have some guests signing up for that too, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Kevin. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get Mr. Coach Mr. Jeremy Ballard on the show. He's the one coach we're missing, so we have to bring him on. And right. I know maybe, maybe our...
3: even Burke Wiley herself as well. You know, get the get the men's and women's soccer teams in there. Of course, Heath Glick, big uh, basketball personality, who has shown interest in being on the show as well. We'll have to get him down. And 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 our newest member of the Pause Up page as well, Alex not- Kruchek. Yes, yeah. sir. So, um, so, yeah, some exciting times ahead for soccer and basketball. And of course, we'll continue with the football coverage.
0: So yeah, from Jake, from Johnny, who's not here right now, from myself. Anna who was on the show. Man, who am I missing? All FIU football coach Matt getting mad. We'll see you guys all in a cup in one week for the FIU Vice Night Preview. Peace out. And as always, pause. Pause the hell up.